Well, what's up, folks? Episode 139 tonight. I'll be hosting the show, Angels Taking Care of Business, broadcasting the Tampa Bay Tampa Bay Titans tonight, who are in the playoffs. Tonight, we got Rachel Prevate from Leading Green Nation. We got Matt Rogers in the house, and we got DJ Montage behind the glass. Hope everybody's good on this Friday Eve. Um, let's let's get the show rocking. Let's dive in right into some Eagles talking a little NBA Finals. This is episode 139, Broad Street South. This is Mike Fuji, co-host. Let's get the parties rocking tonight. Let's go. Well, everybody, how you doing tonight? It's Friday Eve. In July, Phil's finally got one last night, losing two or three from the the giant, the uh, San Francisco Giants. Not much to talk about. The Eagles are on the docket as always. You know the best talk in town, the number one team tonight. You know we got Rachel Preve as as I stated from Bleeding Green Nation, Matt Rogers from the Pilot Oak Podcast. What's as hey, Hello. Hey, Rachel, how are you tonight? Hi, how are you? Well, good, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I appreciate oh, it. Oh, we appreciate you coming on. I know we were going back and forth for the last couple months, you know, <laughs> setting yeah. up a date. How's your evening going? Really good, really good. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We want to dive in tonight. Um, as far as uh, you know, you got a pretty uh. Matt, how are you? Matt, me, Hello. Rachel. Hi. Rachel, Matt, bear with me. Angel's, Angel usually runs point here. I'm just <laughs> filling in for him this evening. Rachel, just to jump right in, though, you got a pretty uh, impressive resume as far as your, you know, besides BGN and uh, your own website. If You know, if you could just talk about, you know, a little bit about your background and how you got involved in sports and communications yeah sure um yeah um so rachel privet i am the current audio producer slash host for bgn radio right now um i went to hampton university graduated from georgetown university for grad school um went to hampton for undergrad and um that's really where i got my start just working with the football team working with the basketball team traveling with the team they allowed me to do like you know, reporter sideline interviews. So that's when I kind of like got that love for covering the game and then just got some really awesome mentors, got some really awesome opportunities after I graduated. Um, I got to interview, I'm not interview, I got to intern with um, in Bristol, Connecticut at ESPN. So that kind of like helped me skyrocket just meeting different people there. I did end up going and um, interning with the Washington Commanders. So that was cool. I actually live in the DMV area. So uh, oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, I live in uh, Maryland. Okay, with so that, I I um interned with DC United, so got some soccer coverage experience. That was cool too, and just continued to meet people. And you know, now I'm here. I did some stuff with NBC Sports Washington, covering nice. the DMV team. So I got you know just meeting different people, and you know people referring me to others. I did some sideline reporting with the University of Maryland, and it just all kind of helped me 
get those reps in and just build my portfolio and get more and more experience. And now I'm here. So you pretty much got, you know, all your bases covered. I mean, under your resume, your website, um, what you work with that Brandon Lee Gowden with, at a BGM, yes. <laughs> you know, a good friend of the show, friend of angels. Um, how long have you been working with a leading green nation? A little over a year. So I hit a year and I think it was March. So not not too long, but they're all amazing. Like BLG, literally the GOAT, you know, credit him for this opportunity and just, you know, the foundation of starting all of this. So they help me, they encourage me, and they do phenomenal work. So I'm really just riding along with them. I saw your Twitter feed that you interviewed, I believe, Fletcher Cox and Devontae Smith. Yes. Oh, it both any, any other Eagles that you I got to Jalen Hurts last year. Um, I saw that. That was awesome. Thank you so much. That was a ton of fun. And, um, yeah, those are the only three that I've done so far. So hopefully, fingers crossed, some more will be coming soon. Just to uh, dive right in now with the OTAs kicking off and like a month and a half leading up to training camp, were you able to attend the OTAs or is that locked off to the media completely? Um, to my understand, like certain days are blocked off. So we have right. covered, like I know BLG and Seamus will be there tomorrow, but I'm remote. So I will not be attending just pretty okay. much, like, you know, editing the podcast once they send them my way. I mean, as far as the Eagles, I mean, Howie's out of, you know, God, I take my hat off to him. He's, I believe he just shocked the world as far as, you know, this offseason going out and getting A.J. Brown, Jordan Davis. Kobe Dean just picking up James Bradbury. What's your what's your take? I mean, just with you know working with BGN and what the outlook of the Eagles for the twenty twenty two campaign. I mean, that's two back to back seasons that he's done something right. And I remember when the article came out last season and it was talking about all of the dysfunction that was going on with Howie Roseman. This was right before, right after um, they let go of Doug Peterson. So to see like how far they have come within the last season and all of the progress that he's made, just like listening. I say it all the time, reading the room. I think that that's so important. You know what areas needed to be addressed. And the fact that he targeted those areas this offseason means so much to not even the fan base, but like the other players on that team, you know, paying attention. So I think that's that's good. I think you have to give him his flowers like he deserves them because you cannot say that this team going into this season is not stacked outside of like the safety position that is still like that hole. Um, but the remainder of the roster is loaded. So all you can do is, you know, thank Howie Roseman for doing what he had to do in order to stack this roster. Right. Matt. No, I, I, I totally agree with you. I think, I think that at this point you might have to, you, you might, in terms of talent, you might be better off playing, you know, quarters with the extra, you know, or a dime with the five, five corners, because I really don't think that if we, if a team really say the Eagles get up on somebody third, you know, 31 to 13 and it's the fourth quarter and they start airing it out. I really do think that Anthony Harris seems like a great guy. Looks like he plays hard, but I think he's a liability. And if, if they're going to be airing it out, Marcus Epps is coming along uh, pretty, pretty good young safety, but you know, he's not like having a honey badger, nothing like a Cam Chancellor or Earl Thomas. And 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 so you have people with 
that kind of talent at other positions on the Eagles. So if you're if you're nitpicking, this isn't even nitpicking. This is kind of just like identifying a, a obvious, uh, you know, you look at every other position group. That is the one. It used to be linebacker for the Eagles. Yes. Now, uh, <laughs> yeah. now linebacker is a, is is the strength of this. I mean, they're kind of loaded. At, yeah. I can't believe I'm saying this, but they're kind of loaded at the linebacker position. I don't know if y'all agree with me, but I, I mean, well, <laughs> I I mean, my take of it is, I mean, the talks of they're going to a three four. They might mix it up. I mean, they brought in Kazir White from the Chargers, who I believe led. The Chargers and tackles, like he was an underrated signing. Hassan Reddick, who had 23 and a half sacks the last two years, yep. just beefing up that defensive line. Kyron Johnson, I believe they drafted him out of Kansas. He's supposed to be playing with a high motor. Also, Milton Williams, you know, how he drafted last year, you know, the grave digger, Hargrave, and, you know, just, you know, I think his defensive line is going to be. Stacked, you know, yeah. from side to Josh Sweat coming off a nice year, Brandon Graham, you know, coming off that uh Achilles, which I think at 33 34, hopefully he can bounce back to BG of old. So I don't know about yeah. BG of old, but good BG. I don't know, about, <laughs> I don't know uh, if that guy's coming back. I, I yeah, hope. But- Hey, but the man always has a special place in all our hearts. You know, oh yeah, really. and he might still be good. And I was thinking, obviously, I wasn't a big, I wasn't. This wasn't somebody I was hoping that we would resign, it, but we did. And mm-hmm. I got after I got over it, as I was getting over it, Brandon, uh, not Brandon Graham, uh, Derek Barnett. Derek Barnett. In the 2017 run, I'm thinking back. He didn't just make the recovery in the Super Bowl. He made like a big play. Uh, Eagles are up 14-7. Uh, Vikings are driving. He sw- he swats it out. Right. You know he if he can stay on sides until the play starts, he could be right. an impact player. Yeah, minimize and not him. and not leading the NFL in offside offsides. <laughs> yes, I believe year. they're in a good position. Like like we were ta- talking about when you're looking at like the line de- the defensive side of the ball. The fact that outside of safety they will be able to have like these battles going into training camp. That is a good place. Right. Like, we can brag about that and say, you know, we have so much young talent right now that we can pick and choose from. So I think that that's a really good place to be in and something that fans should be excited, you know, as we get closer to training camp. So oh, Rachel, absolutely. I would, I would like to ask you, since you do get to cover the game a bit closer than me, you, 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 you get, you're talking to the, the quarterback and all that. So clearly got the street cred. <laughs> So what is going is is Kayvon Wallace is he not progressing at the speed that the Eagles were expecting? Because I don't hear anybody really no. talking about no. him. Okay, so he's it, 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 what is it that you're seeing? What is it that they're not satisfied with in his game? I don't know if it's how do we know it's not like them just giving him an opportunity because we look, of course, at like the Marcus Apps and the Anthony Harris who definitely are giving that shine, but Maybe it's them just not giving him opportunity. We know that it's so early right now in the offseason. They could be addressing – they could be having their eyes on somebody on a completely different team. Like, I was listening to the Birds with Friends podcast, and they were talking about how, you know, just different people who the Eagles could have their eye on. And one of the players that they brought up was from the Baltimore Ravens, Chuck Clark. Hadn't even thought oh, of I love that. 
I would love that. Yeah. So I'm like, that's I don't all. even know if it's like, like, I just feel like maybe that's just a situation where they haven't gave him the op too much of the opportunity to develop. And, and, the, and he might not get that opportunity with the Eagles. It might be a system type of deal. So I don't yeah. know. It just We just aren't seeing it. And if they bring in somebody like Chuck Clark, then he's really not going to get that opportunity. So, I mean, it's might be a Kirk Coleman, though, and go yeah, to like a Carolina hey. and lead the league in picks. Didn't he? Didn't Kirk Coleman go and I lead? I believe he league? did. With the Carolina <laughs> pick. Also, today, if I heard right, didn't Landon Collins get officially get released by Washington? Mm. So, I mean, is that, I mean, from your standpoint, do you believe, you know, the Eagles could pursue him on a one year deal? I don't. I don't. If he has like him as a linebacker, more. at this point, I like him more as a linebacker because he's always been kind of a a slower, he, he, like an Anthony Harris. Um, yeah, this I mean, isn't Landon Collins, like Pro Bowl Landon Collins. We're getting some right. restriction in his game, so. I mean, the I only speed wise, if that's really going to change anything, you might as well. Just, you might just want to just keep uh, Anthony Harris, such, right? I, to me, the only reason they brought Anthony Harris back was just the system of Jonathan Gannon, pretty much. And just Shashere. Shashere is oh, supposed to be yeah. able to be, uh, to be right. interchangeable. They got uh, Tay Ta Gowen is a little light. He, he, I don't think he could play. Tay Gowen? Yeah. 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 Uh, from okay. yeah, yeah. One they came over in the uh, Zach Ertz trade from uh, yeah. Arizona last year. And a fifth round pick. And I heard some talking about uh Avante Maddox potentially, but he he was so good in the slot last year. I, I don't know if you want to mess that up. Hands down, why? Yeah, good you friend of talk about a lot of things. Got a question here from a good friend of the show, Sean Killer. Sean, thanks for checking in. What's up, guys? I hope the Eagles get Bates from Cincinnati from Cincinnati trade Samalo or Rieger. What's your take of that? I was looking into Rager, Rager situation, and I feel strongly that he needs to go. When we're looking at the wide receiver room, we are strong. Like, we are loaded. We don't need Rager. He's not benefiting. I don't, I, I think that, you know, um, when we're looking at what we could get back from him, it's post-June 1, so I know things are, like, different now. Like, the amount of money that we could get back when we're looking at dead money versus, like, cap savings and all of that. It's not going to be probably as much as we would want, but why do we need him anymore? I was looking and it said like pre-June uh, June 1, dead money will be $3.6 million, cap savings thir about 13000 compared to like post-June 1, which would be $1.1 million, cap savings, which would be $1.8 million. Um, but why do we need Jalen Rager? Like we've already seen right. that he does not fit in the system. We've gave him chances. So at this point, let him go. Like we'll take whatever we can get for him, but there's no need for him to be on this roster, especially after they just brought in AJ Brown. We already have Devontae Smith. We already have Quez Watkins, who has kind of got pushed down um, right. in the wide receiver depth chart. So why why keep him on this roster? I feel like get whatever you can get for him, but I think he needs to go. It's it's just not benefiting him being on this in this system. Well, I don't when you when you touch on uh, the receiving core, I mean nobody talks about Zach Pascal. Zach Pascal. Mm -hmm. I haven't really heard his. You know, I was watching a show on NBC Philly Sports last night with Barrett Brooks and Dave Zingaro was on, but nobody really touched on Zach Pascal. 
everybody forgets about Greg Ward too. Like Greg I mean, Ward. Greg Ward, you know, definitely has to be ahead of Jalen Rager. So. Oh my God. I I I might I might just be done as a fan. <laughs> if if training camp is over and we keep Jalen Rager over Greg Ward, I would it can't happen. It can't <laughs> I mean, happen. The bridge too far. I'm done. I mean, I mean, Greg. I know Greg Ward got re-upped in the offseason, but I mean, the guys, the guy's been reliable every time. Oh, yeah. You, know, you threw, you would throw to him. Yeah. Oh, you know, and and before I say what I got to say about Jalen Rager, I I, I do want to recognize that I'm talking about Jalen Rager, the football player, because right now I know he's going through a family thing okay. that is very okay. real. Okay. And I don't want to, and I don't want to be insensitive to that. I'm talking about Jalen Rager, the football player. I've really? said for months. While people have been talking about the possibility of us getting anything Rager, we're not getting anything for Rager, y'all. Yeah. We're not, unless he's getting matched like this. And uh, Sean, great point. If he's getting packaged with, say, Amalu, we, we might get a good deal. Something okay. might happen, right. but nobody's trading up straight up for Jalen Rager. Well, now you're on the, now you got me thinking now. I mean, Where's our Saga White side fit? He's <laughs> that tight end. Now. Mean, he plays tight end. You know that, right? I know they're going to experiment with him and tight end, but experiment or cut—that's what's happening here. Yeah. I mean, you know, of course, the only reason he's making made the team is special teams. You know, as the last year. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, also. Rachel, since you said you covered the uh, Washington football team. Well, commanders now. Commanders, yeah, commanders now. Yeah. You know, I got to think before I say the other. Yes. The old word. Because it's, <laughs> it's, so, yeah. it's just all embedded in you for yep. years. and For many years. And the thing of it is, is what's your, what's your take of the uh, Washington commanders going forward with Carson Wentz? Uh, I mean, I think it's going to be interesting for the Eagles because now we have right. Davis. So the fact that we're going to be able to see him twice a year, that's going to be really, really exciting for us. But I mean, good for them. I think when we look at Washington, like that entire franchise is just not in a good place right now. They have a lot right. going on when you look at like ownership down. So right. good for them. You know, but how many how many quarterbacks have they had? I don't even know. I've lost count in the last few seasons. How many quarterbacks have they had? So to me, it's like good for you, but they're not a team that we're worried about. You know, when we look at the contenders from the NFC East, Washington is not one of those teams. You know, we all know that the competition is Eagles, Cowboys for sure. So, like I said, good for them. They have Carson Wentz. Uh, he look what happened with him in Indianapolis last year. So he's not a threat, in my opinion. If Frank Wright gave up on him, I mean, it, that says yes. a lot. Yes. Right. And I'm on the other side of the uh, the DMV. I'm on the Virginia, Northern Virginia side. Right. Okay. And so, yeah, I mean, we run into people like Jason Campbell or people like that all the time. There's like yeah. so many people, like they're the guy. Yeah. And Carson Wentz is going in with such a a complex here. I mean. Yeah. It, not to try to like heap on extra extra pressure, but the pressure is just there. It's the elephant in the room. He's at a point. If this is not, if they go like five and twelve, yeah. or you know four four and four and thirteen, he might not be a starting quarterback in the NFL anymore. Yeah. From from first round pick, early first round pick to backup. Yeah. 
I mean, I think the entire franchise is just sad. Like you, I honestly feel bad for the fans that I know in this area, my friends and families who who support that team. I feel bad for them because it's like you've had so much drama over the last few years and Carson Wentz is not going to be your savior. He's not. It's not going to happen. Oh, same with Ron Rivera. I mean, talk about, you know, one of the top coaches in the NFL and it's, I mean, he probably, you know, you'd like to see him succeed yeah. after going, you know, his battle with cancer. Yes. And, but, you know, can the poor guy turn that franchise around? That's the question. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think he stabilized the, I think this, the, I think this patient was in the ICU and they're still at the hospital. Yeah. But they're they're doing okay. You know, I, I think that's a the that that franchise has been a failure for the entirety of my time living here at least. And <laughs> I've lived I've lived in the the DMV for I, I lived in Richmond for some years, but other okay. than that, I've lived in the DMV for 15 years. Yes. And, yes. Right. Okay. <laughs> and, and 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 it has been but for like one or two years, just complete ineptitude. Just, Chase Young just, was exciting. For, I mean, he's exciting for them, you know. But other than that, like, who, what, are, what are you excited about when, when you look at that franchise, when you look at that team? The Giants, too. I mean, I'm so glad that people continue to try to act like Daniel Jones is a good quarterback. Okay. Because keep him there. Keep him. Okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> poor, poor, yeah. No, no, no. Like I said, no competition. We're not worried. Other than the Cowboys, how do you feel about the Cowboys? I mean, I think that that conversation comes down to quarterback. And that's why it's like, okay, because they've had a lot of stuff. They didn't have the best offseason this year. When you look at what they've done this offseason, the Eagles by far have definitely been much better than they have done. But I think that the question that remains when you're looking at the Eagles is, regardless of all of the additions, this offseason is what can Jalen Hurts do? Can he make these necessary improvements? And I think that right now when we're looking at Jalen Hurts versus Dak Prescott, we know who's the more reliable, who's the better quarterback. And so that's why I'm mm-hmm. saying looking at the two of them. And yeah. they have to pay Dak. So when you pay your quarterback the way that the Cowboys have already had to any team, the, the Arizona Cardinals are about to be in this boat. Yeah. When you start paying these quarterbacks, right. the Broncos, they paid, They I think they got they're going to get good return, but you get less of a return on the rest of your roster. Yeah. And so, the, the, you know, this, the comments that Jerry Jones made the other day were ridiculous where he was talking about that the that the Cowboys have improved because they lost Amari Cooper and they're going to bring C.D. Lamb to be number mm-hmm. one. I mean, that doesn't make you a better football team. Okay. <laughs> Sean, Sean has another question saying, time to move on from the J.J.R. Sega White side that's dead weight. Fitzmagic retired today after 17 years. So talk about a guy that, you know, bounced around the league for quite some time. I wouldn't have minded uh, uh, Fitzpatrick a time or two uh, for the Eagles. I feel like I feel the way the way he catches fire kind of fit the way the Eagles love to have these backup quarterbacks come in and save the day. I feel like Fitz could have got on a run here. Hey, just had some magic, you know, down in Tampa and Buffalo and Miami. Yeah. Right. Just a lot of places. Actually want to switch gears a little bit and touch on the NBA finals. 
starting probably in about a half hour or so. Cool. So, Rachel, you being a, a Brooklyn Nets fan. Oh, yes. I know. We talked oh. about we talked about that. Well, okay. thanks, thanks for taking, you know, our dead weight for pretty much. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to rip James Harden. I mean, no. I like the trade. I give him the benefit of the deal. Yeah. I still think if he can get himself back in shape, you know, he can prove us all wrong. Yeah. And that $47 million <laughs> yeah, yeah. that he opted in for. But, you know, just diving into the Warriors and the Celtics, mm -hmm. got some nice matchups. You know, Marcus Smart going to go up against Steph Curry. Yeah. Jason Tatum going up against Wiggins. What's your, your take of this NBA Finals starting tonight? I mean, I'm excited for it. Knowing that I am a Kyrie Irving fan, you guys should know right. who I'm pulling for because of who sent us home. So right. of course I'm pulling for the Warriors. Um, and I, I mean, I think it's it's exciting. Um, I was pulling for the Heat, of course, but I do think that the Celtics make it more interesting. I do think that if the Heat would have made it out of the East, it wouldn't have been as competitive. So I think that Jason Tatum alone, Jalen Brown alone, are going to definitely be players that you need to watch. Like you said, um, Mark, like top, top ranked defense. That's something it's going to be a challenge for the Warriors. I'm excited from Steph Curry's perspective. Cause I think that he needs this ring so much more than we are really talking about just because of his legacy. When we think about his legacy, what this means to him is so exciting thinking that, you know, if he wins this, he's going to be, you know, in the conversation with LeBron James. They're both going to have four rings. So it's like we already know he's changed the game, the impact that he's had on the game alone, best shooter of all time. But I'm pulling for the Warriors. I think it's going to be a challenge for them, but I'm pulling for Warriors in six. That's what I have as my prediction. And your take, Matt? Well, first of all, I kind of – I so if pulling for your team, I, I feel that because I get like that sometimes when my team is out too. Yeah. But – doesn't it just play a devil's advocate here, Rochelle? Uh, yeah. Doesn't it make more? Doesn't it make more sense for if y'all because y'all got swept? So yes. if y'all got swept by the NBA champions, or y'all got swept by somebody who got put out in six in the finals? No, I'm but, still I'm still recovering. So no, okay, I don't. Want okay. To so, <laughs> <laughs> with that said, I'm I think Warriors in seven. Okay. I think it's a, I think it's a I think it's going to be a great series. I don't I think you might have like one or two blowouts, but I think every other game is going to be like a four point eight point game. And yeah. uh, I, I'm excited to see. I wish you could place prop bets. I was talking to my buddy uh, Etan Shander about this. I was saying, oh, yes, I know you know, uh, he was talking about if you, you uh, place in a prop bet for the first person to get the uh, to get a. Um, technical foul during the finals, and okay. I obviously the prohibitive favorite there is going to be Draymond. Yes. Right. Second, <laughs> second, I was thinking Marcus Smart because okay. Draymond might get under his skin for sure. Exactly. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So. It's going to be interesting. Like I said, like I, I'm excited for it. Um, and just seeing, like, especially when looking at the Warriors, you could say that with the Celtics too. They're 
experienced team, but they have young talent too that's coming up. When you look at like the Jordan Poole, when you look at uh, Wiggins, like they're younger players. So, I mean, that's cool that they're getting this experience too. Um, I just think it makes it even more exciting for them. So I can't wait to see how this is going to play out. So what you, so Jeez. if you don't mind, Fuji, I got a question for her. Okay. Uh, sure. Fire uh, away. Excuse me. No, I'm just like choking here. I'm good. <laughs> it, so how high do you think that, uh, how high do you think Steph goes? Say he has an MVP. He has like a legit MVP. Nobody can really take it from him and say, no, 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 no. They just gave it to him because of the sentimentality. Yeah, yeah. If Steph really goes out and averages 32 for this finals, clearly wins MVP. How high? I've heard some people say top 10. Yes. I'll give you top 10. I say top 10 without MVP finals. Wow. Like, I think he, you could just the fact that he has changed the game. When you look at that component alone, if he gets another ring, we talk at, we look at LeBron like he is, you know what I'm saying? People look at him like they praise the ground that he walks on. And if uh, Steph Curry gets this fourth ring, this is the fourth ring with one franchise lebron james has four rings with different franchises so it's like people right. are breaking their necks to come to the warriors to play with steph curry so yes if he wins this uh regardless if he gets a finals mvp or not steph curry should be in the in the category of top 10 for sure oh so so in the conversation but because 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 if he is in the top 10 like who are we nudging out like larry bird Kobe. I feel like Kobe. that's different. That's going to be definitely different hmm. for everybody. Um, no. uh, not Kobe. You can't nudge out Kobe. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, that's what I'm saying. These good. are great players. Shaq, yeah. Hakeem Olajuwon. That's good. Hmm. Mm, I don't know. Pretty don't good. Know pretty good company there. Yes. <laughs> I mean, um, phenomenal company, really. I don't know if I already said Tim Duncan. You didn't. You didn't say that yet. No, he didn't Magic, Kareem. I have Magic in my top ten for sure. Um, that's hard. That's that's all of them game changers. I feel like I if know. I'm gonna nudge anybody out, I gotta take. If I gotta, if I have to fit Steph in the top ten, if you make me gun to my head, obviously you know not the best euphemism at the moment, but but yeah. I would say Larry Bird. If I had okay. to take one out. Okay. Uh, but it's, I'm not arguing with you because <laughs> all the rest of the, those, I mean, Will Chamberlain or Bill yeah. Russell, I mean, oh. it's, <laughs> that is so hard. It's, that is the so thing hard. of it is everybody, so many people, a lot of different critics, you know, you want to talk around the water core sitting at the bar, just everybody has like a different top 10. Yes. It just seems it's, it's yeah. just like the, the Jordan LeBron. You know, I didn't say Michael Jordan, LeBron. I'm say, you didn't say that. <laughs> yeah. So well, it's a I mean, lot. That's a lot of names, and somebody's. If you do that, then somebody will say you disrespected somebody, and maybe of course. maybe they're right. right. But that's what makes the argument fun. Like that's what makes the whole conversation I mean, fun because nobody's gonna have the same list. So yeah. I mean, if you're gonna talk ranks, I mean, Bill Russell with eleven, but okay, you know, it's just yeah, just the definitely you know that Celtics. Mm -hmm. Teams he played on was just the dominant error too. Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, I think he's in the he's in the conversation. I would say for sure that there's no if 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 I'm having a basketball conversation with somebody and they say even right now to your point, Rochelle, mm -hmm. uh, 
if somebody said even right now that he's not top 15, then the conversation's over. Yeah. But uh, top 10, he, I think he, he there will be people because because when I see a lot of the top 10s, they, they're putting Kobe at that back end of it. And mm. I, for me, I feel like you got to, I think he that needs to be a Yeah. How high do you guys have Kobe if you had to just off the top of your head? He would definitely be in my top 10. Uh, for me, my, my greed, and I think it also depends. Like I've had, I've heard the conversations that it depends on who your top 10 are, but that's like who you grew up watching. You go yeah. to, so like, I can't really speak to like the Larry Bird. I didn't see, mm -hmm. I didn't see wow. him. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm, I can speak on Michael Jordan. I saw the back end. I've gone back and watched those highlights and stuff. But of course, like the younger generation, they're going to be right. able to touch to LeBron James, you know, exactly. that's, that's tricky too. Yeah, people are not just, you know, that's just almost sacrilegious talking about Bamba out of the top 10 to what Sean said. I mean, right. people not, people, you get in a fight somewhere saying something like that. Bamba? <laughs> Actually, you got Angel checking in from Tampa, the first round on the Southeast Division semifinals. I just want to thank, wanted to thank you, Rachel and Matt, for joining the show. For sure. And everybody watching. Appreciate yeah, thanks, Angel. Thanks for having it, man. Back to Sean. He did make a comment saying, I see Drummond coming back, to be honest. Check this out. Andre Drummond shared a message on his Instagram story. It's pretty wild that he had four 20-rebound games during his time in Philly. Drummond is back? When did that happen? I guess he, I guess he made some type of comment on Instagram. Hmm. I didn't know that. I didn't see that. <laughs> I, I guess that I, I guess it's better than DeAndre Jordan. People were people were sick of DeAndre Jordan at the wow. <laughs> talk about you know the tail end of the career. Angel checks in says Titans down by eight fifty nine fifty one. Okay. Hmm. So. As far as uh, excuse me, I like I was choking earlier. Um, as, as far as pretty much, I believe that you know that's everything we can cover. I know the game's coming on in about twenty minutes. Yeah, so I'd like to thank you, Rachel, for coming on, Matt. Yeah, um, for sure. Like to uh, just send a couple shout-outs to our sponsors, PJ Montage. You can bring that up, please. If you could. Um, sponsorship, Tampa Joe's, down there, restaurant and bar. Everybody down in the Tampa area, check out Mike. Mike and everybody at Tampa Joe's, the Philly of the South headquarters. When you're down there in Tampa, Go to Tampa Joe's. You won't you won't miss a beat there. Great food, great atmosphere. Also, Philly Philly sports trips. Check out the Philly sports trips. Vince and the guys will take care of you there. The best in bit in the business. All the Eagles trips. Click on uh, phillysports.com. You can sign up for your Eagles road trip right now. Also, Larry LG Direct. Business Sales Solutions, check out Larry Gilman and all his apparel up here in Philly and down there in Tampa at 
55777-3863. Also, again, I wanted to thank Rachel, yourself, and Matt for coming on tonight. Oh, yeah. Bear with me. Um, I'm usually not in this hot seat, so <laughs> as you can great. see. You did great. Usually, he usually just gets to let Angel run the show, okay. and, then, and then he just hates on Howie Roseman <laughs> and talks about how much he hates Howie Roseman. Hopefully you're giving him some kudos after these last two off seasons. I am. Also, uh, Rachel, Matt, if you could uh, share out on the show with the, with all the, our great viewers here, um, where your, yeah, your Twitter feeds are. Yeah. Mine's on the screen. Mine's Politidope. It's P O L I T I D O P E. And you had it on the screen there a second ago. Uh, honorable mention podcast. That's my sport sports podcast. I have some pretty awesome people on and, and really the, the, the slant that I want to take on it is a lot of people have like current athletes and, and folks like that. I like to kind of dive into the sports through the eyes of people like Ray, Rachel and, and, and really because they get to have these kind of moments that they don't even need to put on the record, but they understand these teams better than other folks can. So they can kind of, give you insights into what like the question that I asked her earlier if people go back and listen about Kayvon Wallace you can kind of see through their eyes how the team is seeing people how they progress I'm very into doing that so I've been I, I love to have people on who cover the game uh, obviously had some some uh, former athletes like Preston Wilson uh, former MLB uh, all-star but but I've loved doing this my background is more in politics to uh, but but uh you know, people have many talents, and so I, I'm trying to uh, try to share my perspective. With Philly sports fans, we get a, we get a pretty bad rap, so I think that I have like a reasonable take to like because I don't live in the Philly area anymore. But I think it it it, uh, it brings people in and gives a different face because we're not all yes, we love our teams, but we don't you know all want to fight at least that every game. <laughs> yeah. You're you're live right there Lincoln Financial Field. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm in the you're press box. Game is going on. Hey. Side of the end zone. <laughs> nice. Rachel, yeah, no. But, touch um, on your uh, Twitter. For sure. Angle. Um like I mentioned, Rachel Prevet, audio producer for BGN Radio. I also have a show called Above the Nest with Rachel that goes out once a week. It's usually like five to ten minutes or briefly recapping what went down with the birds earlier that week. And I also do a show with my amazing co-host. I call him the QB expert. His name is Mark Schofield. It's called the QB Factory Reboot. And we talk about the quarterbacks and, you know, what's going on from that lens. And so we have so many amazing shows on the BGN radio feed, including including BGN Radio with Jimmy Kemsky and Brandon Lee Gowden. So make sure you guys, you know, if you don't already subscribe to BGN Radio, we have a YouTube channel. You can subscribe to that too. You can follow us on Instagram at Bleeding Green Insta. You can follow us on uh, Twitter at BGN underscore radio. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Rachel Monique. And that's R-A-I-C-H-E-L-E-M-O-N-I-Q-U-E. But thank you so much for having me on. It's been a pleasure. I've enjoyed it. We appreciate you know, Angel, myself, all the crew, Matt, yeah. DJ Montage. We appreciate you coming on. We got to have you back on during the season. Awesome. Take care, y'all. Yes. Thanks. Have a good one. Bye. Thanks, everybody. Have a good weekend. Enjoy. Be safe out there. Love your family. Because today, you just never know. Everybody, have a good weekend. Happy Friday. That's all for tonight. We'll see you next week. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the night. Go, birds.